The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. To the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, The Power of Water. We're into our eighth year and uh, the celebration of how we started this, how, why I started this eight years ago. And I try to remind everybody when I start this show out, every show, is the reason there is the Power of Water radio talk show for the world to come and listen, hopefully join the mission of what we need to do to bring water back in, the fresh water back into the focus of our lives every day. As I've said, around the planet Earth, there was what you call, when the astronauts look back, Gene Cernan said, it looks like a blue ball. It's because of the water moisture that's around the earth called water vapor, water in the atmosphere. The air you breathe is invisible water. With earth having the water, in relationship to the rest of the planets around the solar system, earth is the only planet that we know of right now that has water. But what the cycle was billions of years ago with that water vapor in the atmosphere before water came on the surface of the planet, the sun came up around Earth, changed the temperature, and the droplet became a rain, we we call a rain droplet, came down, and it kept pounding on the Earth in cycles, and we call them seasons because of temperatures because of changes of Earth's reaction to the solar system, and it's the way it's working with the solar system. It's a reaction to temperature and and other magnitudes of electrolytic uh, vulnerability to the atmosphere we're living with in the air we're breathing. Now, when the rain came down, I want you to always remember it wasn't on top of the surface yet. And when it came down, it was pounding into the planet Earth, on it, on the planet Earth. And I'm not going to ever use fancy words. I'm never going to memorize them. I'm going to keep to common sense. It would come down onto the Earth, and then all of a sudden came a soil. And then a living life called soil. And soil is a living life, a species. And then it would absorb into the soil and then communicate with the atmosphere's water vapor even more so. So therefore, the rain began even more dominantly, more commonly, because of the temperatures of the earth with the solar system. And we call them seasons would change along because that began a a change. 
then all of a sudden they absorb down into the cavities below the Earth's surface. We call them aquifers. And then when that aquifer would fill up at that spot and come to the surface, then all of a sudden we had a puddle, we had a pond, we had a creek, we had a a river, and that lowest point, lowest drainage, then would go down to what we call oceans now. Water on the planet brought life to the planet. And we live in the invisible air called water, called atmosphere is invisible water. You're swimming in it every day. And the moment you were born and you left your mother's womb of that water and you entered in that next spot at that second, you began to live with the invisible water in the air called atmosphere's water vapor. You communicate with that. You're like a walking battery. And I need to keep reminding everyone who believes they know so much You're a walking battery because if you didn't have that water in the air that you don't see and you didn't have the water internally that you can't see, that water cycling is working with each other. The internal body water, the external atmosphere, it's all working together as a recycling the way Earth began. Every moment of the day, internally in the body, The surface of the eyes, when the eyelid is open, the surface of the eye is 99% water. What does the word dry eye mean? The word dry eye means at the surface of the eye is 99% water. Electrolytically, it's like a battery charge that it needs to be healthy and have a, a, a balance of water at the surface of the eye at all times for you to have a healthy vision. Without that balance of water, your eyes become unhealthy, and they call that dry eye. When you begin to wear glasses, your eyes were beginning to be too dry because you didn't have enough electrolytic water at the surface of the eye all the way to potentially blindness is out of control, dry eye. What does dry mean? Lack of water. Eye is 99% water. Dry eye means water evaporation at the surface of the eye is unhealthy to the point that you could be having vision impairment, you're losing some of your vision, your healthy vision, all the way to some people, and it's out of control today all over the world. Blindness can be two to three every three seconds, and it's getting worse because people don't understand dry eye, but they don't understand the body water you're living with. The brain is 80 to 85% water, lungs are 75 to 80% water, liver is 70 to 75% water, your heart is 75 to 80% water, bones, 20 to 25% water, teeth are, are 8 to 10% water, kidneys, 80 to 85% water, and muscles at 70 to 75% water, skin to 70 to 75% water, blood, water, and what are you doing every day? You're communicating with the out through the skin with the flexibility of you don't drink enough water, the skin's going to be tight like the soil of the earth. It doesn't get enough water. 
So have you ever looked at the soil when it's not getting enough water? It becomes very grainy and sandy. Sand is lack of microorganism of life. So don't let your skin get too dry, and then don't let your eyes become too dry. Drink a lot of water so the body cells can communicate through the skin, stay flexible, stay detoxified, stay solvent to communicate with the environment of atmospheric water that's outside the skin so they can work together. They draw together electrolytically like a lightning rod. That's why we electrocute so easily. This is why this show. I want you to drink. I'm begging you to drink. I'm asking you to drink eight to ten glasses of water in a 24-hour period with not one drop of anything else in it but maybe a little lemon flavor, lime flavor, orange flavor, whatever. Not heavy, though. Traces. Because you don't want any more weight into the body, in the water, because you want to absorb the water. It has to absorb. And you drink the one full glass at a time. Do not sip it. If you drink a sip at a time, forget it. It's just a sip. Even your tongue won't get enough water by doing it that way. You've got to drink one full glass at a time so the water has enough time to absorb in the body. It's vital to your every day because more than ever in history, one of the reasons these diseases are out of control is because we're not drinking enough water and we're not understanding electrolytically how we're living with that water vapor in the atmosphere. It's vital. Today, we have a very exciting show. We've invited Sue Bennett to join us, and she's owner of Autism and of a, of, a, of, a, of a group called Autism Coach, and it's called Owner of Autism Autism Coach. She's into water, electrolytic lights, uh, electrolytes, and autism. And we're going to be studying together. I think we'll both be having fun with this because of my research and what we do at my research center and the scientists around the world, this is going to be a very fascinating show to hear what's happening with autism that is becoming way too common in our, on our planet. I'm going to uh, remind you that uh, this show is starting its, uh, going into its ninth year here soon. And uh, we are welcoming you to invite people to come and listen to join our mission about water and the planet and the relationship of fresh water and the atmosphere and the education we provide. And when you're listening to the water, Power of Water radio talk show with myself, pretend like you're that little mouse listening to, to a research lab because we really discuss research and what the discovery might be and what more we need to learn about being healthy and the water on our planet. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the supplement to those dry eyes. It's the only supplement like it in the world. It owns the patent protection all over the world and dry eye protection to supplement your eyes with water to give it that nutritional benefit of like a drink of water. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears, with Just a Mist, and we'll be right back with Sue Bennett. Skin 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinerHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinerHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Sue, are you with us? Yes, I am. Well, thank you for joining us today. And I always ask individuals as our special guest, this is like we're both in a re- tell them that we're both in a research lab to discuss what you've been learning and what we've been learning in research, and uh, tell us a little bit about how you got involved with autism. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me onto your show. It's it's quite an honor. And um, I started with my business. Um, it was 15 years ago. It was actually the year 2000, and uh, my I had a, a, a mentally impaired brother who had passed away. And it was a combination. I also had an autistic child. My my brother was never diagnosed with autism, but my 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 son was, and um, it's sort of like I had an epiphany that I had to do something to prevent other children from going down the same path as my 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 late brother, who had and and so it was it was a combination of that and trying to help my son. And I had been working with my son for several years and had been slowly figuring out. I come from a family of scientists. And had been, and when I, my son was originally diagnosed, I was told by the person who diagnosed him that there, it was hopeless. There was nothing I could do. Just give up, you know, get ready to put him in a, in a contained classroom and then institutionalize him down the road. I just couldn't live with this. And so I, I did a lot of things and I did a lot of research and um, like hundreds of hours, thousands of hours of research and looked for anything that showed promise. And I found things that did, but none of them were in the mainstream medical community. They were all alternative. And I did turn my son around, and he's now, at this point, he is uh, 22 years old, and he's, uh, go- he just graduated from a community college with a degree in recording audio technology and is now going to a four-year college. He transferred over. He's like an, a brilliant musician. So I guess I proved him wrong, you know. And, and, that, yeah. and so after I'd gotten to a certain point where I had helped my son to the point where I didn't have to devote every moment of my waking day to him, I decided to turn around and help other people, and so it was that combination that led me to create this mm-hmm. website, and I've been doing it, as I say, for 15 years now. Before we go on, uh, what, did your, what, hap- what, what did your brother have? 
We know we don't know. I think he probably had some form of autism, but it wasn't diagnosed back in the 1950s. I'm like a baby boomer. Um, when he was diagnosed, we we were told that um, it was just mental retardation, and he was institutionalized. And it was a oh. terrible system. Just think of the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and you've got yeah. kind of a. Uh, it was just just terrible. They oh. had in in, my, in our state in Michigan. Um, I mean, some 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 years he had better care than others, but. There was instances, right. for example, where they wanted to save money. When he needed a cavity filled, they just pulled his teeth. They pulled his front yeah. teeth. I mean, it was it was just it's primitive, basically. And and he was very had a very limited life and a very limited vocabulary. And and he 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 died of an aneurysm actually, and he couldn't communicate what was going on with him to save his life. It was it was sad. Oh, he was in what an institution. What an experience for you all your family. And oh, you say your family are in in uh, scientists. What do they yeah. do? What do you do? Well, well, my uh, my father and my brother are, are physicists and engineers. My my father was the, actually the head of research and development for Unaroyal in Detroit and helped to develop the Tiger Paws. He he was that for for years. And my brother's like a like a top developer for for Delphi. And he actually helped to in, invent the flat panel TVs. They were originally developed for GM cars. And of course, like with all the mm-hmm. the things that go on, how things are stolen, the technology was stolen. Everybody's got flat flat panel televisions. But he was one of the he like specializes in in in, in light, and and, mm-hmm. and and so he created. He basically was part of the development of a, of flat panel TVs. So All we're right. like a family of inventors. We've got some Nobel yeah, Prize so, winners in our and, family and going you, back around what, the turn of the century. Um, yeah. Now, what did you decide to do with your career? Because well, I know what you're I, doing. I, with, I took a different path. I went into computer science. Um, okay. I in the Detroit area, and I worked as a technical writer for years. So I didn't. Okay. I didn't go down the heavy-duty science path, but I've always been fascinated with science and just re- well, you're, you're, I you're, follow you're, research. You, you're obviously going into the computer science. You were probably intrigued with the forensic side of the of the words that were being used to to with the search engine optimization of keywords. What are they doing with this? Because well, that's what the science well, is. In 1980 is when I got my degree, and at that point they were. It was very primitive. We. It was like the the, the Radio Shack's TRS-80 was the hot computer, you know, home yeah. computer. It was a different world, you know. It was I, a different I think world. I completed my degree it, with punch cards. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? It seems like it, uh, it's been there for a long time, but it really hasn't. No, it seems like the blink of an eye. <laughs> right. I, I, it's, so it's something, isn't it? All the technology that's come along since, you know, in my lifetime. I mean, cell phones, and, which I, I don't well, think I'm are, are very good 70s. for our I always tell everybody it. And the reason I tell people my age, too, Sue, is because I, I was, as a young person, people are always telling me I was too young to be doing these certain things I wanted to go out and do in the world of things, not not parties, things like that. I mean, right. other uh, advent, uh, ambitions that I had to, to learn, and they say I'm too young. And, and Sue, I, I, I think that aging uh, uh, makes me, uh, makes me uh, smarter as long as I keep aging. <laughs> because long as you have so all those years I look of back wisdom. at what you're looking back, and oh my gosh, uh, and when I founded Biologic Aqua Research well over two decades now ago, into what I do with water studies and dehydration research and, right. and uh, what's happening with water evaporation of the human body and these diseases. Uh, wow. I look back on it like it was yesterday, too, in a way. I shouldn't be that way, but time has gone fast because I'm one of those people like you are. I'm never mentally bored. 
But today Never. now, uh, I was really fascinated. Um, how did you find Polly? Because my program director, because this is me. going to be a very interesting show today with your with my background and what you're doing with yeah. the electrolytes of uh, and and in the relationship to autism. Well, uh, she actually contacted me. She found an article that I had written apparently on electrolytes, which okay. isn't my which, which is not my expertise, but but it's something that's very important to autism, and that's and oh, that is. Is how we connected. Um, and um, obviously there's, there's issues with autism because basically autistic people, the majority of them have a form of autistic colitis. And people that have intestinal, chronic intestinal ailments tend to be dehydrated. And, and you know, as, as you know, they don't absorb minerals and things well, like, like celiac and, and autism. In fact, they, mm-hmm. they, they, there's a, they tend to run in the same families, these kinds of mm-hmm. things. And... Um, and so when you're... Yeah, when, I'm going to tell you where I'm coming from with this today, To sure. You and I can discuss this. Um, <coughs> it, I've been in this now for well over two decades, and where I became alarmed is exactly what you just said. Way back in time, I've been very involved as a very young person in, in the medical field. And they found that I had an addition to wanting in the medical field people to be better educated about their health. Right. And even the doctors, <laughs> those who practice all oh, the inventions sure. of the medical field, those are doctors. And right. they forget themselves, the inventions, because they're practicing inventions, but they forget about health and education. I don't think they're and really... I'm hurt. one of those believers in what I do has got to be educated. And oh. I was shocked... So far back, way over 30 years ago now, in my beginning of my studies to write a book, but decided to develop a research center to continue researching and develop products <laughs> to compare to so wow. they would understand where I was coming from. But the water evaporation of the body is out of control today. Hmm. And where I come from with this is the mother who's carrying the baby has got to drink a lot of water, plain right. water, no added ingredients because it would block the absorption. Right, and that's a real problem. And the water has to be drank one glass at a time, down, not just a sip at a time. Uh, I watch people, and I've said to people many times, don't sip, you drink it. But I have to go to the bathroom more. Who cares? That's detoxifying. That's removing, eliminating toxin every time you go to the bathroom. And the skin uh, uh, eliminates more than you actually flush the toilet. So, but the water has to be drank one full glass at a time. Now, where I come from so far back is I decided somebody better take a stand. Because if we don't, these diseases will get worse. Because as sincere as the medical research is, is and, and all the research that's going on, how compassionate, committed, focused to develop new medications. But they're only patching. They're not, causing, they're not finding the root of the problem Correct. to slow that down. And that means water. Uh, it's like if you read anything, which a lot of people in America did not, but we got a report on Ebola, 
in um, in uh, Libya, and in, in Libya, and I'm sorry, in Nigeria, in Nigeria, they started to do something very unconventional, Sue. They what? decided to have every individual drink that had a signal of Ebola, one. Point three gallons of water a day, wow. traced with sugar and salt. That was but to the, help retain the water so it wouldn't all eliminate. So to like be the able to ex- eliminate the toxin in the cells and to be able to absorb, to, to detoxify through the skin and through the flushing of the toilet to hopefully get rid of Ebola. It worked. Really? What, what did they find? What were the findings then? It, 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 it's a, the bacteria is a toxin in your cell. So were they able to actually prevent them from developing yes. full-blown Ebola by drinking uh, yeah, a, at, that, a, at that center, that at that spot? Yes, wow. at that research center that they were doing. Then about two weeks later, Mayo Clinic came up that cardiac disease, cardiac disease could be prevented if you drink enough water. Really? It's now, good. everything yes, is that way. I don't care no. if it's a common cold. An allergy, itch on the toe, stress, dry eye, I don't care what it is, heart disease, cancer potentially. What is it? The body is made up of Sue. Your instincts were right. The body is made up of trillions of cells. What is in every single cell? A molecule of water. Oh, of course. Every molecule is electrolytic. And that you're a walking battery. Every single life on Earth is a walking battery to charge with the atmosphere's water vapor. It's a chemical so battery. So as you're charging from out of that womb of the mother and you're charging up at that first moment, there are no two eyes alike. There are no two fingerprints alike. People are different. Everybody is obviously having a different dehydration water table level to live with the water vapor in the atmosphere that is invincible, but it's there. It has to be there or we'd all be dead. You wouldn't even be able to have a battery. You wouldn't be able to fly a plane. There'd be no life. There'd be nothing without that water vapor. Water conducts the electricity. That's right, and your brother would know that by the invention of what he was doing. Well, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Yes, they do. They know that. Uh, the electrolytic side of every electrical wave, to be able to invent the Internet so far back with a military code, if there was no vapor in the air at that spot, you'd be out of, in trouble. So they, somebody understood how to manipulate that and turn it into an electrolytic ability to have a coating. They did it with the Morse code hmm. by sound and, and how they got that to go through the wires and do what they did. But back to autism. Interesting. Uh, how, how are the, what, how are they? Do, where's the research and development right now with autism? Well, how many children, let's start out with how many children in the United States are diagnosed with autistic problems. Well, let's just say that in the 1970s, it was 1 in 10,000. Now it's 1 in 68. That's quite a jump. And and there's an MIT researcher who is predicting that it's going to be pretty much 50% of all children in 10 years. 
how many? Because of, because of specifically because of actually uh, of Roundup glyphosate, which is um, which is, is in water and is contaminating the water throughout the United States and even in Europe, where they have a ban on genetically modified crops, actually. And it, it, there, I mean, there's so many man-made chemicals that, that that disrupt development in young children, the endocrine system, and in pregnant women. They find so many, like like 200 chemicals in the breast milk of pregnant women in the United States. And 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 some of these chemicals, they they talk about genetics, where you where you have your genes, but there's epigenetics, which is the switching on and off of genes. Some genes are silenced. And they did a study with identical twins, and they found that. If you have one, an identical twin and one of them is autistic and the other one is not, the difference was epigenetic and that the epigenetic twin had more silenced genes. But some of this is coming through the water supply as it, as it happens. And it's coming oh, specifically it through, through glyphosate is definitely a, a, a major culprit. There is a, a there's a, a senior MIC, uh, MIT senior scientist by the name of um, Stephanie Senoff who, who presented a paper on, on this concerning on her, her, and she cites many, many papers and research from around the world concerning this. But now, but, um, but, Sue, have you ever talked to her? I haven't. I've been reading Pardon? her research. I haven't personally met her or talked to her, but I, I, I no, no. Um, but, um, but the one, some of the things that it does is it, kills the beneficial bacteria in your intestinal tract. And what do they make? They make a lot of the B vitamins. And one of the things that it, it chelates out, and you may, maybe you're familiar with this, that's binding to a heavy metal, and then it excretes certain metals, from, well, not just heavy metals, but any metal can be chelated, even a good one. And it so happens that glyphosate or Roundup chelates out um, cobalt. Now, you know what cobalt is in? It's in B12. Vitamin B12, methylcobalamin, the cobalamin is cobalt. And that's a critical vitamin. When people are deficient in B12, you get diseases like Alzheimer's and autism. It's like they're, they're deficient in this. Sometimes, and doctors should really, every doctor should check for this if they have a, an elderly patient who is suffering from, uh, you know, memory loss and is concerned about that for levels of B12 because sometimes it can be corrected by just because they're often deficient in it. As you get older, your body has more difficulty making it, making it, absorbing it, and such. And so, B vitamins are critical to maintaining health into your old, into your you know old age, as it were. Um, I mean, this is just one 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 component of, of of this particular area. It also depletes sulfur, and sulfur is in glutathione. Glutathione is something that autistic people are deficient in. The, the, the Roundup depletes glutathione. It, it, it depletes sulfur. And glutathione is a sulfur-bearing molecule. And, and it is the main molecule in your body that removes toxins. You don't have enough sulfur. You don't make glutathione. And you tend to build up toxins in your body also. So that's another... another uh, these, these are sort of not... Ex- they're, they're tangential to, to water, you know, and, but, but, this is, but it's coming through the water. You have these... Well, trace without levels. the water, with, it has to be water priority. The it body is. has to have priority to the water. And what happens, too, Sue, is the body is making the decision. The person, I don't care what you put in your mouth, what you, how you live against the atmosphere, where you go, what you do, how you do everything, the body will make the decision. If you're not doing what the body is signaling you to do, it'll go out on its own. 
It'll mm. overcompensate. And when it's overcompensating because we're not doing what we need, what the body's rhythm and, and, is, and is trying to message you to do, mm. and there's where we're all in, have problems. Uh, I've got to have a break real quick, Sue. Don't you go anywhere. It's the only time we take a moment with the sponsor. And we'll be right back and we'll discuss what you just taught us. Okay. So don't you go anywhere. We'll be right right. back. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist. Nature's Tears supplements the surface of the eye like it's a drink of water. The eyes are 99% water. The eye drop causes a trauma. If you apply the eye drop without the mist first, the eye drops have, the eyes, the tear film at the surface has to compensate. Go to biologicaqua.com and you'll learn more. But we'll listen to our sponsor, Nature Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist, and we'll be back with Sue Bennett, who's giving us a class today on autism. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Uh, Sue, uh, we were discussing uh, the body's relationship to uh, what has happened in the water through the years and there's been a lot written, as you know, uh, about water and autism Yes. and uh, what is happening in the water because of our flushing of our toilets and going down into the streams, the rivers, and we're not, the, the filter systems are, are not separating all those medicines that that's, we're, that's a we real take. Issue. The we take. Yeah, I can't say I take because I don't take any medicine, but... The, 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 uh, what we're taking in for other, whether it be vitamins or somebody's taking a lot of medicine or whatever it may be, I don't care if it's an aspirin every day, that's flushing down in the toilet, down into the uh, septic systems and then draining in some cases over to the rivers and, and then going into our waters. There is, in fact, uh, uh, some research, preliminary research indicating that the SSR. With the, the uptake inhibitors that are used in depression, it, when, when there are pregnant mothers that take it, 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 it increases the, uh, the incidence of autism in their, their uh, unborn, you know, their children. And so mm-hmm. those, those, and even in parts per billion, these, these, these drugs, 
can impact and impair the development of, of children in the womb and, and, in, and after birth as young children. Mm-hmm. So it's a definitely, there's a definite and there seems to be a, a actually proven correlation between that. And I, there, do you so- have any, uh, you know, I have on here, uh, it, uh, there, today there were 138,199,000 babies born into the uh, population here in the United States. Um, uh, or just a second, Bonnie, is this world, or I'm talking to my secretary, is this 138 million in the world or in, in the United States babies? The world, that makes more sense. Yeah, the world had today born 138,199,000 babies. Isn't that something? And wow. you said how many how many of those babies are going to be diagnosed with autism out of every in, in the in ten years in the United States, now it may vary from country to country. In ten years fifty percent in the US. Fifty percent in ten yeah, years. Yeah, that's what's predicted um, by, by this one this one researcher based upon just simply roundup alone. And we have and like then, and, 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 and explain, since you have had a, a t- child born with autism and you think maybe your brother might have had it undiagnosed, yeah. what are the symptoms of autism from well, the, the beginning? Main, the main sim- well, there's, there's what I would call vaccine-induced autism, and that's a whole other can of worms. And I say that a lot of it is triggered by vaccines. And so it's a combination of you get enough assaults, to the to the to the young child, the developing child, and and, it, and they push them over the edge. It's like a cup. You fill it up to the top, and it overflows at a certain point. And so the vaccines are also a trigger. But what you see, what I, what you often see, because mostly what I, the parents that I I work with had children that were developing normally until they got like the MMR, the DPT vaccine. And then what you what oh. the, the, the the primary most defining characteristic is loss of eye contact. They don't make direct eye contact. It's like there's a neurological disconnect mm-hmm. that takes place, actually. Um, and so they, they, if you, you can see pictures of the child before, and they're on the Internet, before and after the vaccine where they're, they're smiling, they're making direct eye contact. Of course, there's also things like where if you see suddenly a regression in the developmental milestones, I mean, and it's not mm-hmm. always the case that it happens like this, but it's pretty, darn, it's pretty darn common. And they were developing, and they were speaking and talking, and suddenly they don't look like they're feeling so good. Suddenly, they're, they're, sometimes it's, it's very dramatic, in fact. A typical scenario for a, for a, a vaccine-induced child with autism is they, they've been sick for a few weeks, or maybe, if, maybe they've been sick off and on, and they've missed a doctor's appointment. This is like a young child under the age of two. And the doctors, they say, we're going to play catch-up. We're going to give this kid four vaccines at once so they can stay on the schedule. The kid screams, has a seizure in the office, and doesn't speak after that. That's like your most very blatant example of that. And that, it's not subtle mm-hmm. at all sometimes, as I say. It's just, mm-hmm. It can be like that. Um, in, in, in my son's case, it happened after he had, uh, and sometimes he had gotten chicken pox, and, and he had gotten vaccinated, and then he slowly lost language, but he did lose, you know, and, and so it's like a loss of language, no longer making eye contact, no longer wanting to engage, sometimes doing things, repetitious motions like spinning something or lining things up in an orderly fashion. They, they, just, they, just, they just sort of go off in a different direction and detach from reality. So I guess those, those are some of the, the, the and um, there's other things you can look for. You want to look for crawling patterns in infants. If the, if the crawling pattern isn't regular, you want to do things to stimulate bilateral coordination at a young age, you can look for that too. 
I mean, one of the vaccines that's implicated in autism is the hepatitis B vaccine. And there is an epidemiological study across the United States of newborn boys born between 1998, I think it was in 2002, and um, where they, they, they studied the newborn boys that were vaccinated with hepatitis B at birth and those that weren't, and the ones that were had a three times more, uh, were more likely to develop autism. So all this hooey in the media about there is no connection. There's plenty of it. You just have to you have to look for it. And there, and this this was a you know a, a national epidemiological study. And even there was something even recently on the hepatitis B vaccine that was published by NIH researchers themselves concerning this that basically said there's all kinds of instances of. Um, what would you call it, like, encephal- like, like vaccine-induced encephalitis, which is, you know, that's, that's another way of saying autism, basically. And so I think it's, 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 it's slowly coming out. But once they have it and you have these mechanisms that go into place, it, it, it triggers a whole, there's a, the metabolic pathways get skewed. You have autoimmune issues that, that, that occur. And one of the things that happens is they get a chronic infection, sometimes like a chronic infection of the thing they're being immunized with. Now, what happens when you have a chronic infection? When you, when basically your body's under stress. And what system in your body activates when you have stress? It's the adrenal system, okay? And you're producing, uh, you're, you're, there's extra cortisol that's being produced, high, more, more unusual amounts of it. And, and why, in the, in the flight, and that's your, what triggers your flight or fight mechanism, okay? And when you, when what happens, like in, in primitive times, this would, what, what this would do is ready you for flight from a predator. So there's a, like, you know, a saber-toothed tiger or something, and you, your adrenal, and you see it, and, you, and it, it gets you so that you can move really fast. So when your adrenal glands get stimulated, they dump minerals into your muscles, okay, in order to get them ready to, to, for, for fleeing. And then, but the way your body works is once the 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 your scare is over. It doesn't reabsorb minerals; it excretes them. And so there are certain minerals. And when you have an infection, your body is also under stress, and the same mechanism occurs. But what you have is a chronic depletion of certain minerals. Some of them, which are your electrolytes, like like mm-hmm. magnesium, is especially depleted in, in autism. Well, and then I and, and and as you're talking, they're describing to us. Remember, all of that can happen if you're severely dehydrated and you're not drinking enough water for you personally. Everybody has to drink a certain amount of water for them to act, to be uh, electrolytically um, active, healthy, delimitate the toxins, and communicate uh, with the air we're living in. And if the person in the... The other thing that I often think about is the mother, if she's not drinking enough water during the time the baby, she's pregnant, and then the baby's born, and they're trying to discourage drinking water and just have the baby drink the mother's milk or a formula for the first two months, three months, don't drink water because they're afraid they'll fill up on some water and not drink enough. My concern is they're not getting enough electrolytes, electrolytes, excuse me, uh, because that's your, that's the water. The, the water is what give, gives you that ability for the body to communicate with the water in the body and communicate with the water in the atmosphere. Um, my concern is, is the evaporation is out of control today. Hmm. And uh, the earth has changed. It's nothing to do with mankind. It's going to change with or without us. Yes, we want a healthier earth. Yes. You can look out your window 
and see uh, the earth's nature and what's happening to the soil and the trees and what's happening out there to the climate. It's changing, but it changes with its or with or without us. It needs attention too, but it needs healthy attention. The right. same as all life living life needs attention. And when well, we get these diagnoses of these symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis, macular degeneration, Alzheimer's with a young person, um, uh, autism, uh, heart diseases, cancer, you name it, what all the diseases, we have so many of them. And some are out of control and some are still subtle. But when those others that are subtle now come along with the ones that are out of control and join another one that's out of control, I'm still going to go back and I'm going to stress hydration is vital. Oh, we cannot. The earth has to have a certain level of water on the surface called fresh water to communicate with the atmosphere's water vapor. And then the body has to have a certain amount of water to drink. And, and yes, you're right. It has to be healthy water, but you sure have to find one that's healthy. Because oh, yeah. if you don't, the symptoms are going to be out of control because the dehydration effects cause these symptoms. They well, trigger I'm... off because it doesn't have what the body's requirement is, number one, water. And, yes, number two, uh, we have to learn to breathe, too, Sue. I don't know what you do with breathing exercises in your classes, but breathing is vital. People are not knowing. See, it used to be in the old world, we just had a breath and we lived with a breath. And then all of a sudden over in China, they said, you know, we need to have breathing exercises. That's so important to relieving stress and these symptoms and maybe a disease to eliminate it. Well, it wasn't a hoax. We have to learn how to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth all day long with the proper breathing because that's what keeps the life alive with bringing the moisture from the atmosphere into that breath and the skin is doing it at the same time. Number two, we have to learn how to drink water, healthy, clean water. Number three, the proper food. We're finding out, as you know, Nutrition is so vital, how you digest your food and your own rhythm of your own personal body. How is it operating with the food you're eating? And we're learning about fresh vegetables and steaming them and, and, and all the greens, all, all kinds of green vegetables and getting some proteins out of our vegetable diets. And then we're learning fresh fruit and, and different methods of getting uh, ourselves up to balance with the rhythm of our own bodies um, reading to us. I mean, we got to learn to read ourselves, our bodies. Number three is mo- uh, the other one is uh, uh, moderate exercise. It is so important. Moderate exercise. Then getting proper sleep. Uh, we have a tendency to think that we're going to put our head on the pillow if it's a good pillow and go to sleep. No, we need to teach our children. We need to learn, okay, I'm going to get ready for bed, and this is the time I'm going to bed, but I need to prepare for going to bed. So I will sleep. So when I w- if I should wake up in my sleep, how do I go back to sleep? There's things to learn. One of the things that can disrupt sleep happens to be cortisol. When you have a spike of cortisol in the middle of the night, this happens with autism, 
um, it, it will wake you up. And if you can do things to um, to lower your levels of cortisol, and, and some of these things can be done through some of the methods that you described through food and nutrition. And because in autism, they tend to have too many excitotoxins in the brain and not enough calming neurotransmitters. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You you do things to help detoxify, and that will help to... to, Well, also remember, if the person is not drinking enough water, now there's another one. There's something else I studied that you might find fascinating to think about. And you can look this up (coughs) on the web, too. Bathing. The bath left us in the early 1900s. We started liking the shower, well, the shower rinses you, but it doesn't absorb moisture to detoxify you. That's probably the true. bath yeah. detoxifies you. Right. So if you're That's in nice. a tub of water, the the tub of water will open the pores of the skin and pull out that toxin. One of the best things uh, you can do for a shower autistic. won't do that the same. And for autistic children, they, there are certain baths that they take that are beneficial. They, for one thing, just your common Epsom salts. Have magnesium and sulfur in them, which are are depleted in in both of them in most kids with autism, and they can be very calming. So if there's somebody that, if you take an Epsom salt bath, that can help you sleep too. I mean, if you're right, it can. You are right. Yeah. And I've always said, and men are always so surprised too when I say to a man who's got the flu, and I said, go take a nice warm hot bath with lots of Epsom salts. Right. And they're always shocked. <laughs> but we got away from baths, and, and we've got to get back to those baths. Um, and I wish right. that all bathtubs were designed to take a bath first and shower to rinse off. <laughs> they're, 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 like, they're not really designed to take a bath in anymore, unless you're a kid. They're too, they're so, they're like, oh, God. They, they're they, like they look like a bathtub, water. but they don't work for adults. <laughs> I know, but you're sitting at about five, five six inches of water. Water, right, <laughs> right. Um, uh, now tell me about your your. What did you do for your son that he doesn't show the symptoms of autism anymore? Well, I did a combination of things. I believe that you have to take a holistic approach, and so just like you, like you were saying, there's all these different aspects to, to healing. Um, one and 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 so it was a combination of diet. What they often they most of ninety percent of them improve when they're on a diet that removes gluten and casein. Gluten is a protein that's found in in, in wheat. Barley, right. rye, and some other grains. Right. And then, then casein is found in, in animal milk products. They don't digest these well because of their autistic colitis. And when they maldigest, they produce opiates that get into the brain, and, and, and basically they become like little junkies, and this actually interferes with neurological development. And when you oh, the cut body. the opiates out, they, the they, they actually improve decisions. and they, get, right. they actually get language simply by going on a... So we, we put them on this diet. There are specific autism enzymes. I have a website called, that's autismcoach.com, and I actually sell a lot of supplements and, and, and provide consultations for autism in terms of putting together a nutritional protocol. And, and, and so we, there's these enzymes that are, it's very difficult to break down these proteins, the gluten and casein proteins, but we, but they were, uh, about, uh, about 15 years ago, right around the time I started my business, they, they came, had a breakthrough and developed these specific enzymes called DPP4 enzymes that break down gluten and casein. And some kids will start talking and improve just by getting these enzymes and make a huge difference. Um, and getting, so getting them on, on a diet that is, that is, Natural and fresh, they tend to become addicted. You know, as we know, fast, highly processed foods are also designed to be highly addictive. 
and that feeds into the right. opiate, this whole opiate mechanism that is causing their neurological damage. So you, the most, you know what the most commonly popular food of an autistic child who's severely autistic is? It's McDonald's Chicken McNuggets. That's it, hands down. They are hooked on that, and it's extremely. It's got you know things like glutamate, and they can tend to I have too much. Can I explain something to you in the audience? And I'm sure maybe you've noticed too, but in the audience, some of my do. What our bodies are doing is that's why I said earlier the body is giving you a message, and we for some reason we don't like to listen to ourselves. We want to listen to somebody else, or we're in communications outside the body, but the body tells us things. And it tells you certain rhythms of life about yourself. Craving is frightening because if the body is craving something, you took a high with it, it came down on a low, and then all of a sudden it's not maybe something healthy for you personally. Right. So when the, and, and did you know that eye drops cause an addiction to the eyes? I did Well, not. the eyes are making the decision, not you. Hmm. Uh, food can cause that. Um, okay. So just doing, just having a running. I watch these people exercise by running every day, jogging. Well, the bones are water. Have water. If you're jogging every day down the road in the pavement, on the pavement, on the rocks, the bones in the body are going to crave it. They crave it. They can't go out without that run that day. It makes them feel so good. Well, for me and my world, I think, oh, my gosh, the dehydration. Everything you were telling me with my field and the scientists that I work with all over the years with my team and what I do, millions of dollars investment in studies, is the body is dehydrating from the moment you're born to death. That's what our our whole life is. Everything you were telling me was a symptom of allergic reaction and causing a severe dehydration. Right. And that's where I say water, 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 water. It's not the only part of it all, but it's the number one focus that we have to learn. So with your most... son, you were able to uh, find certain directions to go therapeutically, holistically, yes. alternatives we, we to found be able... They have a neurological disconnect. So what you do is you do integrative therapies that, that integrate different sensory systems. It's like they're right. seeing things and feeling things and touching things in a distorted fashion because their neurological development has been skewed. And so you do like visual integration, sensory integration, auditory integration. These are therapies that help to connect them up neurologically. Anything that connects them neurologically. And of course, electro- and electrolytes, of course. Right. Connect, are, are critical for neurological connection. So all, anything that, that helps to connect them up neurologically helps them to come together. And, and, um, and then you see and autism is really a collection of symptoms more than it is a, a, a disease. And when you get rid of the underlying cause, the symptoms go away, and there are children that do recover. I've had many they have a, people a, tell a me that their, that their kids have lost all symptoms and no longer have the okay, label. We're out of time, but it sounds like you've got a handle on some real good coaching. Uh, you sure helped us today. Oh, well, thank you. It was a, thank you for having me on your show. And, I learned a lot uh, about water. I want to thank you. And if you ever want to come on and discuss again some of the new newest things you're learning and more to, to discuss, this, you're right. We don't want one. Uh, we don't want one out of fifty. And, oh no. Uh, we, the education is vital. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today. And thank Sue. you. Thank and you. Uh, I wish you well, and you be well. Well, thank you, and, and you as well. Thank you. You have a nice day. You too. Bye. Bye. 
It is so true uh, that our world out there is learning and the craving, thanks to the Internet. And thanks to shows like this that are out there by hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows. I've had, I've had several hundred shows, guests, in the eight years, starting my ninth. And it, it's so much to learn. And I have a reference person here, Leland Fritchett, and he does referencing for me. And Leland will go in and find something on a subject and find that that subject wasn't quite the way it should go by another subject. And then is when he goes in and deciphers something, like forensically details something, uh, to dissect it, always check out your references too. They're not always correct. It doesn't mean they're all wrong. It doesn't mean they're all right. So and when you're studying like our team does and I do, go check out all your references to make sure which ones are the ones that you believe are accurate and uh, have something in common with what you're trying to reference to the subject. Uh, we know that water is a priority to our planet. We know it won't live without it. It has to save lives. It has to save the planet and your breath. The water vapor is vital to your everyday life. I want to say something to my uh, dear friend, Effie Chow, Dr. Chow, who's been on here many times. I want all of you to say a prayer for her. She had a fall, and she isn't feeling her best right now. And she's gone all over the world to help people feel better, and um, have a better life, better wellness. Well, today I want to remind you to go in and reference water crisis and uh, go in and reference autism. And you will see probably water and autism too. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, Earth is saying, embrace your life. Every special moment to you, freedom of worship, prayer, and peace are, to, are your privilege. But Earth Whispers, don't all take it all with you. Embrace your life. Don't take it all with you because we want to leave enough for all the future generations of children to come. I want to thank you for listening, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.